Third down and 13. Santos' career long is 55 yards. Pressure coming. Fields over the middle. Intercepted! Picked off by Jackson, and he goes to the ground. And the Broncos will escape with their first win of the year. And Matt Eberflus is going to have to answer a lot of tough questions after this game. Hello, darkness, my old friend. With you again. And welcome in. Happen OB, sponsored by your because local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Thanks, everyone, for your patience. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. We'll get some quick thoughts here from uh, the gentleman before we get to the newsroom, and then we'll come back after 6 o'clock, and we are going to jam in as many of your phone calls as we possibly can until the end of our show at 7.30. So, again, uh, 312-981-7200. Jets, it was one of those games that, uh, boy, we were starting to feel pretty good about ourselves, and then the next thing you know, it's uh, everything has changed. Well, at the end of the day, I, I, I will tell you this, folks. I mean, this was this is beyond sickening, and, you know, the old mantra was snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, this was a textbook case of melting down. And on my phone, at one point in this game, when it was 28-7, to it said the Bears had a 98% chance of winning the game. But no, no, OB, no. We go and put on a clinic about how to screw up an NFL game from top to bottom. Well, Danny, it was at, which we had mentioned, folks, in the third quarter, it was four minutes and 11 seconds to go. The Bears were winning 28-7. to seven. Four minutes and 11 seconds to go towards the end of the third quarter, and that's what the score was. And we wind up losing 31-28. to 28. Now, what are the word or words that you could say? Uh, most of them I couldn't put over these <laughs> airwaves. Please don't. <laughs> okay? I couldn't begin to start. But I'll tell you what, this is the first time I've ever seen this kid play like he acts. And I'm talking about our quarterback. Play like he acts, like he knows what he's doing. But again, what killed him in the end? When he had to perform. And that's when all difference maker quarterbacks do, all all top flight quarterbacks do. That's when they take it and raise the level up about a notch or so, okay? At that particular time, you put the dagger in the team and you finish him out. He had two passes, okay? One was an out pattern. He threw it. If, if the guy was 10 feet tall, he couldn't have caught it, our receiver. Threw it out of the bounds on the sidelines. Then over the middle, I believe it was Komet, he had his guy beat, and where does he throw the ball? About a yard and a half, two yards behind him. Into who? The guy that our offensive end was beating. He hits him right in the chest with the ball for another interception. Folks, I, this has to stop. Somebody in that organization has to stop the bleeding. Okay? Now, and, and, and what do you do? You stop it. You got to make changes. And and if and if people think, well, how could you how could you bench this kid? Guess what? Bench him. Make some changes because what you're doing is disaster. Week after week after week. They go for it, and I don't think he got there. I just I know you guys say you like it. Well, why not go for it the first time? I like keeping the ball in Justin Fields' hands. Everybody in this stadium knew that that ball was going to Khalil Herbert. Oh. 
faces. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears lose it 31-28 to at home to the Denver Broncos today, and it was a game that was led by 21 points, and then uh, it wasn't led by 21 points anymore. You know, folks, and all you folks, uh, we appreciate you hanging around, waiting. I mean, we're, we're, how, how, oh, yeah. how pathetic was this day? We're waiting on the, 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 the worst team in baseball to get off the radio so we can talk about the worst dis, you know, disaster that we could possibly imagine. We're up. We're up. We're up at the half, 21-7. to 7. We come back. We score in the second half, 28-7. to 7. Now, once it was tied, 28-28 OB, everybody in the stadium was like, okay, what's going to happen? And despite the fact that we throw a check down to Herbert, and yet Mercedes Lewis is holding, we got to go back and we have to re- uh, redo the play. Then Borum had a false start. Now it's first and 15. Then we have Scott on the speed. We get out of that. We drive. We get it all the way down to the 18, the 18-yard line. Now it's fourth and one. Fourth and one. We have had the most ignorant fourth and short yardage plays called this year I could ever, ever envision, let alone remember, any NFL team in my lifetime calling. But we go for it on fourth and one instead of taking a chip shot field goal. And you know what they did, OB? You know why? Eberflus is having to make this call. He has to make this call. He's the guy. Yeah, that, he's and the you only know why he decided not to do, take the field goal? Because he didn't think his defense would stop him. They had come back and scored 24 unanswered, and he thought that if I kick a field goal, they're going to go down and score a touchdown and beat me because they had over two minutes left on the clock. Well, Danny, Now, that, you coaching scared? You can't coach! That's, uh, yes, sir. Apps, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's. I'll tell you what, folks. I, I we're we're what are we now? Zero and four, and and we're losing, uh, in all facets of this game, and especially the coaching part. You know what, Dan Eberflus and his offensive and defensive coordinator and the position coaches, they've got to take the brunt of this. They really do. They're the ones that are setting the game plan offensively and defensively and with special teams. And, and uh, it, it's just it's unbelievable what I see, what is going on. I have been talking about Fields, our young quarterback, okay, in his third year, what they should do with him. Get him out of the pocket. He is not a pocket passer in any stretch of of anybody's mind on planet Earth. You've got to get him out of the pocket. You've got to play to what abilities he has, which he has shown before in college and what he's shown very, very frequently as a pro. Bootlegs, spread outs. My God, move the pocket. There's so many things that you can do that I've been screaming about for three years here. And why? Let me tell you one of the reasons why. This kid struggles to read defenses. And he does. Anybody tells you any different, they don't know their backside from their front side. Let me tell you, if let's say it, a bootleg rollout. You come with a with, I mean with a play action with a bootleg rollout. You you fake the run and then you bootleg out to the weak side or the strong side. 
Now what happens, folks, you immediately cut off half of the field for Justin Fields so he doesn't have to see and read. So if he swings out to the left or he swings out to the right, the weaker strong side, everybody breaks. They know where to go on these plays. Short, intermediate, and deep. So he knows where everybody is. He does not have to look the entire field, folks. That's one of the reasons why I've been screaming about and what you can do. You cut off half the field for this kid. He can see those receivers a lot easier than him standing in the pocket. Why? Because they got everybody coming in on him because their offensive line can't block anybody. Now, it doesn't take a genius to figure this out, folks. Move him out of the pocket. Stronger weak side, you spread them out, you bootleg, you do however, whatever you want to call it, okay? That's the only way this kid's going to make it in the league. Okay, before we go any further, we have to acknowledge that was Luke Getze's best game plan of the season through three quarters. It was Justin Fields' finest hour as a Chicago Bear. He threw for over 300 yards. He had a quarterback rating of, you know, 140 or 30 or whatever. I don't care. The two critical mistakes at the end, the strip sack, and then, of course, the, the, the last, you know, gasp interception. All that being taken away, there was a lot of good and a lot of what we were talking about, the bootlegs and different things. But the, the naked boot where he turns his back on the backside pressure was what was the beginning of the downfall. All that being said... There were so many good spots, and it, it's such a damn shame that we got to, you know, throw it all into the, to the trash can because we make all these critical mistakes down the, 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 the end of the game and in, in the fourth quarter. All I know is somehow, some way, we, we needed our coaches to be smarter and better down the stretch, and we weren't. And Fields had to step up to the plate in the fourth quarter. Danny... Two guys wide open in critical plays, and one he sailed the ball so far over his head out of bounds, it must have landed in the fifth row of the stands. And the other one, I, again, say it again, I think it was the Cole Komet. It was he the Komet. was open over the middle, yeah. and where does he throw the football? He beat the guy in coverage. He, he had him. a step and a half on him, and he throws it directly to the opponent. Yep. Now that's folks in those times, folks. When you talk about a franchise quarterback, a championship quarterback in this league, that's the time they have to step up above. They have to take the team with them. They have to make those throws. Why? Because he's the only one that can do it. He's the only one, and they were right there for him. Two people wide open, and he missed them by a mile. When we needed them. He didn't show up. It just happens to be a fact. 312-981-7200. Let's get one call in here before we got to take a quick time out. Let's go to uh, Ed out in Texas. Ed, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hello. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, greetings to my uh, fellow uh, Proviso alum OB, as well as uh, my uh, childhood champion, uh, Hamp. Um, it seems to me as if... Uh, Eberflus wanted uh, Getze to win the game for him by putting that fourth and one call in Getze's hands. Why not kick the field goal and see what the defense is going to do? If Eberflus is the defensive coach, 
why not have the outcome of the game be in Eberflus's hands? If you're going to get fired, you might as well get fired because of something you do wrong rather than someone else. Uh, what do you guys think of, about that? The, well, let me just go real quick, Dan. I just want to say this, and, and, and I can't mean this enough. You know, I played enough games. Where, where, I mean, we, where we were pathetic in some heartbreaking games we lost, and I played in a game when we won a world championship. And I'm going to tell you what. When it came with four minutes and 11 seconds to go, folks, you're winning 28-7. to seven. That's when you finish them off. That's when you really go after them. And finish him off. Don't give him a chance to even breathe. Go after him. And it did not happen. And I'm not going to blame the players for it. I'm going to blame the coaches. That's when you go after him. When you're a championship team and you're fighting and, 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 and because there's only 17 games, everything is so damn meaningful in a game. And when you got a chance at 28-7 to 7 to put them away, to take them out, you don't. You let them stay in the game. We have a quarterback that should have, and him, and I'll say it again, that's when the great quarterbacks, the good ones, the difference makers, that's when they put the team on their shoulders and move forward. That's when they do it. We didn't do it again. We did not do it. And we're 0-4. 28 to 7 with 4 minutes and 11 seconds to go in the third quarter, and it's a damn shame. Now, I'll tell you exactly. It's right on Ibrafus and these coaches' head. They're the ones that lost this game for us. There's no question that he thought he's going to burn the clock and keep the ball away from him if he gets a first down instead of taking the sure field goal. And it's, it's in hindsight, obviously, 2020. This is a mistake we will never forget. Dan, it, it, you could call it hindsight, but it's also reality. Yep. I mean, come on. We gave up 24 unanswered. He was scared to death to put his defense on the field. That's, That's exactly what it was. That's correct. All right, 31-28. The Broncos beat the Bears today. More of your calls coming up, 312-981-7200. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Just miscommunication there. Um, I think Justin had red zone. I had red match on the guy at the safety coming down, so I decided to whip it. Justin was throwing more to a spot. We're both beating ourselves up about that for sure. So just something that you know we both got to get on the same page on. Capital B, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. That's the voice of Cole Komet, and that's the play we were talking about, the one that was resulted in an interception. Well, they, that should have been worked out in yeah. training camp, okay, yeah. in the exhibition season. Not but, now. Yeah, 31-28 the final. Broncos over the Bears, and that uh, franchise-worst losing streak continues. It's now 14 straight games. It has been 342 days since the Bears last won a game, and that was October 24th of last year. In New England, so we'll uh, hope well, for better things on cars. Thursday. Let's do that. Let's Bless go out. Him. Let's go out to uh, Milton. Milton, you're up here with Ampano B. Go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Thank you for taking my call. Um, this has been one of Justin Fields' best games he's played in. I wouldn't say the game was completely his fault, but as Ob like to say, and I have to agree with you on this, Ob, we got some stupid coaches going on. These coaches couldn't coach this team out of a wet paper bag is given an opportunity. And we're entrusting tr- these people, okay, if we go all the way this year and lose for them to drop another quarterback, we're sitting up here 
and trusting them to develop the next talent to come up in here? I don't think so. They got to go. They got to go. And the defense that they play totally like you know what out there. They couldn't even stop a peewee football team if they had the chance today. Giving up 20-something unanswered points to a team that's worse than you are? I, I just don't get it, though. They just This coaching staff needs to go. As soon as this game was over with today, Eva Flu, Getsy, and the coaching staff should have gotten their keys revoked and the management come down. Your services are no longer required here. Get out of here. We're tired of losing. You want to go lose? You go lose elsewhere, not here. Not at Hollis Hall, and definitely not for the Chicago Bears. Stop with the soft stuff and give the fans what we paid money, our hard-earned money for. Win games, win championships. Excellent Melton, call, thank Milton. You. But I, I, you know, I'm going to tell you what. It, this, this game truly really fell on the coaches, right on top of their heads. Absolutely, folks. Don't let anybody kid you or whatever. You can't be winning a National Football League game and, and thinking the people you have and our coaches are correct, and you're winning it 28-7 to with, again, four minutes and 11 seconds to go in the third quarter, okay? And, and, and you let this team rise up and overtake you, that's something you never do. That's you go after them. You want to go after them then? That's the time you really go after Blitz the living hell out of them and keep moving that ball down the field like you've been doing the prior minutes in the first basically three and a half or a little longer quarters. Okay? You don't stop. You don't give them a second breath. You don't give them a chance. You finish them off. 312-981-7200. I have a feeling we're going to hear a lot about uh, these kind of calls. And Vlad out in Rolling Meadows. Vlad, you're up with Tampa OB. Go ahead, Vlad. Fellas, Mr. Mazer, how are you guys doing today? Doing all right. Yeah, man. Um, I don't. I, I, I lost faith in this team, man, especially this coach, uh, coaching uh, staff, man. They couldn't manage a, one of these drive-throughs if they were like depending on it, let alone this, this football game. Like, I don't understand it. Like, they got to be held accountable. Especially these flags and these penalties, man. There was that one flag where Lucas Patrick was uh, got caught sides, and um, he didn't even move. I don't think. And so it's just like, what, what are we doing here, man? We deserve better. Fluch has got to go. See you guys later. Thank you. Thanks, bye. All right, let, let me address this real quick. And we see it almost invariably every Sunday. The really smart guys, and Jay Hilgenberg was one of the greatest at this. If a defensive player flinched or got anywhere close to the neutral zone, he ball. would snap the ball That's and right. catch him off. And and Lucas Patrick is so deluded and confused and unprepared that the Denver Bronco players actually jumped almost into the the guard and then got back before that's when he uh you know he did his little you know little snap and then by then it's too late they're already back out they can come in and go they can as long as they vacate it you they're they're not you know they're uh, in a position where they're at fault how do you not do that? He's a center. He's a professional football player. How stupid are you if you don't even know that? And we all know it, watching from the 18th floor of this building. And yet, he, week after week after week, these stupid, idiotic plays that these players, they should know better. Dan, and I, and I agree with you, Danny. And let me say this to our listeners, folks. I'm just, 
I, I just I hope the heck you believe what I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you what. What Dan was just talking about, and some of the plays you've seen, that should have been worked out during when you go to training camp, and especially with the three exhibition games. Okay? And again, I mean, my God, you know, we don't play a bazillion games. It is so important that you play your first-team guys. Folks, we basically never played our first-string offensive line, defensive line, defensive backs, our offensive backs, receivers. We really never played them. We played a bunch of people who don't get on the field or are cut. They're not here. And, and, and here we are. This was, what, the fourth game? We haven't won a game, and we're still finding things that we know and I'm telling you, we know that should have been worked out during training camp and worked out during the three exhibition games with our first team. My God, why didn't they play a quarter or a first half or three quarters to get ready for this? We're stumbling through the fourth game, winning 27 to what? No, excuse me, 28 to 7, and four minutes to go in the third quarter, and we lose. Why? Because we didn't prepare. We did not prepare. And let me tell you what you wasted, folks. Yeah, Justin Fields had two critical errors, and and the last throw of the game was awful. But we wasted him throwing 28 of 35 for 335 yards and four touchdowns. We wasted Khalil Herbert rushing for over 100 yards. We wasted D.J. Moore, eight catches, 131 yards. All gone because we're stupid. Dan, it stopped in the fourth quarter. They figured they're they made better how, how adjustments. Can we possibly lose, and that's and that's why the bookies made them the favorites because they were smarter coaches. Can you imagine that? We lost to a team that came in here. We're zero and three. They're zero and three. I'm talking about the Broncos. They come in here zero and three, and they scored twenty points the prior week, and they lost. By 50 points, the, the opponent put 70 points on their head. They come in to our field today, and they walk out a winner. I mean, come on. Enough is enough. 31-28, the final. If you're on hold, please stay there. We'll get to you right after the news. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. When you're 0-4, uh, no one's done job well enough. Right. You know, that's that's just the facts. Right. So it's a results business and uh, we have to do a better job collectively as a group. And we're working hard to do that. And I thought the guys put a, put a better step forward, uh, coaches included and players, of uh, putting our players in position and then executing. You know, so I thought that was uh, was, was better. Today. Head coach Matt Eberflus, Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. 3128 Broncos. We've been trying to give away this. Raising the Stakes, sponsored by Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. You can order today at secondcityprime.com. If the Bears win, you win. And uh, the jackpot's going to roll over to 500 bucks before our pregame show coming up on Thursday night against the Commanders. That's a heck of a thing going, you know that? 500 bucks. Yeah, That's a yeah. lot of money. Uh, but uh, we're going to get a $50 gift card out to our contestant today, Michael Allegretti. You're going to get a $50 gift card from Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. Order today at Second City Prime. Dot com. All right, we're going to go back out to the phone. There's a lot of people hanging out here and want to get your guys' thoughts on this game here. Let's go out to Bill and Joliet. Bill, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Guys, thanks for having me. Uh, once again, It's we're 0-4. Uh, I'd say three out of four games this year. First half, we were competitive, and we were hanging in there. And fourth quarter, the mental fortitude, I mean, it, it wasn't there. 
uh, once you start getting down, you could like in today's game, you could almost see when the momentum shifted and, and we gave it up. And, and then you go back to the coaching once again. You know, first half we're fourth and one, we punt. Kind of left our you know the fans wanting more. We were scratching our head, but ultimately it didn't hurt us there. But then in the second half, you're fourth and one. Take the damn field goal, win. Put the put your put your defense back on. Make Russell Wilson drive down and score at least a field goal, and you're going into overtime. Be competitive. Do something. But to give it up and and to and to lose the ball, and then like three plays later, they're driving downfield and they win the game. And now here we go. Short week. We're going to go play Washington, who just gave the Eagles a really solid run for their money. Took them to overtime. It's just disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. You're exactly right. And yet, here's here. But here's kind of like the story behind the story. We had went for it on fourth and one. We brought Cole Komet back in motion, and he took the snap, standing straight up, which is so so so. It's beyond bizarre. Why? Yet. Here's a guy that never does that, and yet in the middle of an NFL contest, you're expecting him to be proficient at it. And there's no way they're practicing this live where he's going to get down and use his legs and drive. He doesn't know what to do. I mean, but we, by the grace of God, we made that one, remember? That's a great we, point, Danny. We, we got a great uh, a spot on the ball, and okay, here we go. All right. Uh, hey, it, it worked out. Nobody worry. Let's keep whistling past the graveyard. And then when we get down and we decide to go for it on fourth and one, out of the shotgun, out of the shotgun, Khalil Herbert was to take a, a like a little draw handoff. The right tackle, Darnell Wright, got uh. beat so bad at the point of attack his job is to kind of stun the defensive end and let the tight end try to get inside and then him fall inside and cave the linebacker down when the linebacker fills. He whiffed. He was so slow. He had zero chance of being, you know, you know, productive at it. And yet that's, that's the play we call expecting a green as grass rookie to make a very professional block, and that is what blew the play up. Well, here, what, here, Bill, let me tell you what Dan just said, okay? And here it is now, the fourth game, and, I just, and, and I've said it week after week here, keep going back to what they did in training camp and the exhibition season. And I was screaming this out when this was going on. What is going on with this coaching staff? What these guys are doing nothing, and and we go into the fourth game, and Dan just explained it. You know, here we come up with a play. If you want to run it, you got to do it in training camp, and you got to do it in the exhibition season, not in the fourth game of a regular season game. Not do you try to run a trick play. Normally, what happens with trick plays? Guess who gets tricked? <laughs> By the way, I looked it up. When we failed and turned the ball over on downs, instead of taking a field goal and taking a 31-28 lead, like 99% of the human beings on planet Earth would have done, it was 2 minutes and 52 seconds. So, again, we'd given up 24 straight points. Obviously, he thought, there's no way we can stop them. We've got to keep the ball away. And then he calls that play. Dan, if you're he right. He didn't. Getsy called it. 
Dan, if you're right that he didn't think his defense could stop him, I mean, you just you now you really got me depressed. <laughs> you mean to tell me at this level at this time, the year 2023, and we're in the fourth game, we're at home playing against a team that just got slaughtered the week before. Yep. Oh my God. And the next play. Russell Wilson rears back and throws a, a 48-yard bomb to Mims for almost assured field goal and a, a victory. Hey, Bill, thanks for the call. We're going to get you a couple of tickets, too, to see these guys. Hampton will be at the Elite Icons Autograph and Sports Card Show. It's going to be at the Schaumburg Convention Center October 6th through the 8th. Plus, Dan Hampton and Ed O'Bradovich autographs for you as well. So, Bill, thank you so much for the call. We hope you enjoy yourself out there. And while we're talking about that fourth-and-one play from the Denver 18-yard line with 2.52 to go, that is our Muller Auto Group game-changing moment, sponsored by the Muller Auto Group family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. I don't think we could really have picked any other play, could And we? think about how much that has changed. We are now in the midst of a 14-game losing streak, giving up at least 25 points a game. It's incredible. Wow. Franchise record continues. and the NFL straight record, losses. It's the NFL record, too, with the, with the 25 points or more. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. Let's go back out to the telephone That's lines. In the history of the game. It's in the history of the game. That was also the largest lead we'd ever given up. Correct. Twenty one points tied for the franchise record. Only happened twice before. Two thousand two against the Patriots and back, I believe, in nineteen fifty three or fifty nine against the Forty ers uh, Jack, you're up next here from Park Ridge. Go ahead. You're on with Hampton Ob. Hey Hampton Ob, big fan. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I just want to know what you think about. So Justin Fields played well. If he is the guy moving forward. The coaching, obviously, is not working. Uh, if we move on from the coaching, fire the staff, get new staff, and the end of the season, we're 0-16. What do we do with Justin Fields? Do we trade him? Do we go after Caleb Williams if we have the pick? Um, Caleb Williams might not want to be drafted by the Bears. I think you've seen that in the news. Something his dad said, but, you know, anything's possible, so happy to hear what you think. Thanks, Jack. Well, that you know that that's Thanks. like, what am I going to wear to the Christmas party, right? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen at the end of the season. So, so many things have to play out. Washington is not, you know, unbeatable. Who's to say we don't find a way to win? If we play like we did the first, you know, what, 40 minutes of the game, I mean, I, I like our chances against Washington. But again, w- w- we go in at halftime, and what do we do? Start doing uh, back rubs and massages, and then we come out in the second half and the other team takes the game over? What are we doing as far as the adjustments at halftime, there, OB? There are no adjustments, Dan. There are none. It's beyond belief. 312-981-7200. Let's get to one more call before we have to take a quick break here. We'll go out to uh, Robert in Austin, Texas. Robert, you're up with Hampton OB. Go right ahead. Yes, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Great show as always. Uh, those two uh, very bad play calls that you mentioned that just discussed about uh, bringing the tight end in motion and taking a direct snap from center on third and one, which uh, they got – and then uh, going forward on fourth and one instead of you know kicking the the chip shot field goal to go ahead with three minutes to play are eerily similar to two the the same calls two of the same calls that were made in the Packers game in Week One and had the similar devastated effects. I don't know if you remember the Bears' first drive against the Packers. They had third and one and they brought the tight end in motion to take a direct snap from center. Komet fumbled the ball. 
and they didn't get the first down. And then we went for it. No, went fourth for and it one. On their, they went for it on fourth and one from their own 40 yard line on the opening drive. Instead of, you know, punting it away, which would have been the smart play to do, and then didn't make it on fourth and one, and Green Bay goes right down and gets a touchdown. The game's over. It totally changed the momentum. When the Bears today, when they didn't kick that field goal, it totally changed the momentum. Denver went right down and got, you know, a field goal, won the game. I guess my question to you all is, when the players see those types of bad coaching decisions and they see – you know, polls bringing in Clay or Chase Cesspool, and giving up a second round pick and signing all these, all these other free agents for high dollars that haven't made an impact. Does that have a distracting, uh, demotivating, or even a demoralizing effect on the players? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Robert. By the way, I, Andy and I were, were talking, OB, and I didn't get your opinion. Matt Ryan, that's the first game I'd heard him call. He was the announcer today, and I thought he did a, a terrific job. I was I really enjoyed it. I didn't I w- didn't care for him in Atlanta, <laughs> but I liked his his work today. But that that being said, do you remember the confusion when all this was going on? They sent out the 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 field goal team. Oh no, wait a minute! Well, are we going to go for it on fourth and one? And then then all of a sudden, then we put the offense back out on the field. I mean, it was like it was chaos, and. Unfortunately, during the, the the ebbs and tides of the game and all the emotion and then this and that, it was like we had no idea what we were going to do, and we started just you know shooting at the moon and thinking, okay, we're go- we're going to go for it on fourth and one. All, all that being said, where have you seen success on fourth and one? Like I said earlier in the game. With the Claypool nonsense, I mean the uh, the Cole Komet nonsense, we were. I didn't think we made it, but we got it. We got a good call. Thank you. But where do you have the the the, the confidence to think? Okay, we can we can make this happen on fourth and one, running at you know a play out of the shotgun on the eighteen yard line. Give it to Cleo Herbert. And and well, we gave it to him, but unfortunately, running out of the shotgun, it wasn't in a position where we could run a conventional, you know, like a, a dive play. It should have been a quick dive, right? It, Either weak or strong a side. Quick hitting Andy. play. Instead, it blows up in our face once again. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Hot route, hot route. Who brought it today? Looking at which bear played tough, played hard. Third and goal. Fields. Keeping the play alive to the end zone, and it's called touchdown! Herbert! GM Ryan Poles loves it as Justin Fields has a new career high, his fourth touchdown of the day. And who brought it today? Sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all, Justin Fields. Pardon the pun here, but had a field day today. 30, uh, 28 for 35, 335 yards and four touchdowns. Out of, out of the 66 plays, he had two catastrophe plays, and I talk about it every week. you got to avoid those, find a way to never put him in those positions. And unfortunately, not going for the field goal, put him in that position where it cost us. But he you know, did bring it. Gentlemen, we lost. We did. Uh, before we get back to the phones, I know yeah. you want to mention something? I, I just want to give a shout-out. To a dear friend, uh, Dr. Brian Moran. Uh, uh, several years ago, I found out I had cancer, 
and uh, and my brother Mylon. We both had, and Doctor uh, Brian Moran came so highly recommended, and I went and saw him and my brother Mylon, and he he saved my life and he saved my brother Mylon's life, and he's done like over thirty three thousand procedures in his life, and he's in a fight right now. And Brian, I, I hope and pray that you're listening right now. God love you, my friend. Don't you ever give up. You're a great man. And just keep fighting, buddy. Just keep fighting. We love you. And again, thank you for saving my life and my brother Mylon and the thousands of others. God's love, my friend. Amen. Thank you very much for saying that. And let's uh, get back out of the phones now. 312-981-7200. Bill in Norwich, you are up now with Hampton OB. Go right ahead. Hey, Dan and OB. Uh, Big picture of this team. The biggest problem I think this team has is that losing doesn't bother them. Have you ever noticed that you you never see any of the players get upset? You never see Iberflis get upset? They're all very calm when they lose. This team hasn't won a game in almost a year. And I have yet to see any of them get angry and hold each other accountable. They're a bunch of losers. And they're going to continue to lose because losing is a habit. And they got a really bad habit. Good right. call, Bill. Bill. Thanks. Appreciate very, it. Very good call. You know, and that's something that you know, I, I told you last week. They had a chance to go out there and fist fight the world champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And they rolled up in a ball. And it didn't seem to bother them. And all I hear all week is, oh, we got to work on details. Oh, we got a lot of fighters. Well, at least we saw a better product today. But at the end of the day, it starts, starts, folks, at the top, and they identify the people that want to, to win. Not, you know, can you live with losing? No, I couldn't. And that's what has to change somehow, some way. And I got to tell you, I like my, I like Eberflus. I told you guys many times. I've talked to him. I like him. But I don't like this cavalier attitude about, oh, we lost another. Hey, this is serious business. And 14 in a row, you're putting your name in the wrong side of the record book, buddy. And it's not good. I got a couple of minutes left here before we have to hit the top of the hour and the news. Let's go out to Ronnie in Bloomington. You're up with Happen OB. Go ahead, Ronnie. Hi. This is Ron from Wilmington. Uh, Prayers to your Dr. OB, but what I wanted to say was, you know, winning and losing is a culture. So the guy before me kind of hit on it, but we've had a lot of rebuilds in this town where some really nice guys had to be replaced. You know, Neil Armstrong by Ditka, Savard by Quenville, uh, Doug Collins by uh, Phil Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's time for him to go. We need we need a leader who doesn't accept losing, and it, that culture needs to change. Thank you, Ronnie. Thanks, Ronnie. That was a very good call, Ronnie. I can't argue with you, buddy. You know, and along those lines, the Claypool situation, because it got a little weird again after the game because Matt Eberflus was asked about it. Somebody make a decision yeah. about him one way or the other. I agree. I mean, somebody... All right, here, folks, this is the latest. There was a, 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 a press release that said that Claypool didn't even come to the game today. Oh, but the team excused him. Now... I don't know what planet. Are you planet, serious? That's what the, the the Bears and see that is contributing to the culture of losing and non accountability. 
hey, this guy, he's going to still get paid, but he was inactive because of his inactions and his loafing he on a week-to-week basis. He, and he didn't even come to the game today? He did not come to the game. He should have came and handed out towels and water and said, you know what, I'm embarrassed, and I've got to find a way to get myself back on the Yes, he didn't come, Obi. Dan, I, I've never heard of that before. I've never, yeah. and I've been around for quite a while, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it was interesting because uh, Matt Eberflus was asked about it. He said that uh, it was Chase's decision not to come. And then about five minutes later. Chase's decision. About five well, minutes that's later. When, uh, that's when he, he would have been the owner of the team. Yeah. He would have been cut. Is yeah. he the general manager? Yeah, Is he the head coach? I know, I know. But then about five minutes later, it came out that, it was, that he was asked not to come by the team. So I don't know which is which it's all bad let's put it that way because you don't need this going through enough you don't need 14 that 14 losses in a row yeah, and this, this is, kind of nonsense is going yeah. on that's uh, this got to stop with ownership management here and, and everybody we hiring this guy to come in and change this do this and nothing's changing we're falling flat on our face i tell you our fans are embarrassed uh, and, and and you as an ex-player, me as an ex-player, Dan, I sit there and I see the decisions, the offensive plays called in and how the defense reacts. My God, no wonder we're on four. Why? Because I don't think, and this is, I'm quite honestly, I don't think they know what the hell they're doing. And I'll stand by my statement. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. If you're on hold, please stay there. We'll get to you right after the news. Can't feel sorry for ourselves. Nobody out here feels sorry for us. And, you know, that's our mindset. No need to point no fingers, man. And, you know, now it's about still putting our head down. We're going to attack it. That's what it's about. Tremaine Evans right there talking about uh, just putting their heads down and continuing to go for it. Time now for Dan Hampton's Defensive Player of the Game. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and the Chevy Silverado, the official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. And uh, your thoughts? Jack Sanborn, once again, uh, they finally did something. They tried to get after Russell Wilson. They blitzed him, and he was the direct cause of a sack that I think Pickens and Robinson got credit for. But he was the one that was in the backfield and and fouled up everything. By the way, by the way, I just had a text. Now it's starting to come together. I remember a guy sitting next to me over here, Andy, Mm -hmm. screaming at a certain player, that questioned the coaches a week ago. Yeah, Remember that? I do. And now all 29 million Bear fans are questioning the coaches. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That's how yeah. that all goes. Justin Fields, it was almost like uh, prescient, wasn't it? <laughs> who was who was that guy that said that? You! That would be you. <laughs> the legend, remember? You're the legend. The ledge. I'd just like to hear that. Just a little bit more. Thank you. <laughs> 312-981-7200. Back to the phones we go. Let's go to Brian in Wisconsin. You're on with Hamp and the legend, OB. Good evening, fellas. Today was a terrible day. Agreed. Um, going back to the start of the season, it looked like it was going to be a better product on the field. And it hasn't turned out to be that. Uh, the last few weeks, there's been a lot of questions on who's responsible Justin Fields, I don't believe, is the guy right now. Um, But today made a lot more of that. It was like a rock was turned over today. And now it's shining on the coaches. Today's game falls strictly on the coaching staff. I don't know who would be available to be an interim coach. 
But if I had, I had had discussions with friends over this last week, and here's what I'm saying. If they lose to the Denver Broncos today in the fashion that they lost, Eberflus should be fired by the end of the day today. Gone. Pace takes the coaching staff and the players in a room, gets them all together, says, thank you, Matt, you're gone. Anybody else want to go? There's no other choice. The Bears don't fire coaches midseason. Never have. They never have. They have to make a stand. you got a new regime in here. If Poles had any chutzpah, he'd call those guys in and go, Claypool, gone, which should have been gone weeks ago. Eberflus, after today, out of here. It's your defense. You're responsible. And he was calling the plays today. Brian, thanks so much for the well, call. We appreciate well, Brian, it. Yeah, Brian's a good thing, you know. And 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 Eberflus, folks, you don't know, he was the defensive coordinator with the uh, Indianapolis Colts before we hired him as a head coach. All right? And, and look at what happened out here. Look at what happened today. <coughs> look at what happened the prior three games. Look at what happened last year. Okay? It has to fall somewhere. Somebody has to be to blame. And you don't have to be a genius to figure it out. It's Eberflus and his entire staff. They're the ones that are at fault. They do not have the proper people here. They're the ones that brought them in with polls. And they're the ones coaching these kids. They're the ones putting the offense and defensive game plans together. It falls right on their heads. Why? Because we're on four. And we're terrible. And here's something else, you know, yeah, we saw some glimpses of what Justin Fields could be. Early. We lost, Dan. We lost, but the last 20 minutes of the game, we were shut out by a defense that gave up 70 last week. Remember that. Let's back out to the phones. We'll go to Dan listening in Michigan. Dan, you're on with Hampton B. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. Great to hear the show. Um, I got to tell you. Being in Chicago my whole life, uh, this has been ridiculous what I'm seeing. I'm watching the Hawks right now, and guess who's on the ice? Connor Bedard, right? The brand-new kid. How can they put him up on the ice preseason? Almost every game, if they got him skating, I'm looking at the the Bears, and what did Fields, as OB said, Fields played a handful of uh, downs. You can't put a guy out there, and he's not a—he's not a rookie. He's a three-year guy. Uh, I'll tell you what. I mean, I did thirty-four years on the fire department, and I'll tell you one thing: uh, you don't get rid of the firemen; you get rid of the chiefs if it's going wrong. And I think that's where the Bears are at right now. Danny, th- this is a good call, and I—and I'm going to tell you what: this, there, you—you you look at Eberflus, okay? I mean, he's the guy. That brought all these people that he got the head job and he had free reign to bring in whoever he wanted. Okay? And and from what I have seen in from last year going into this season, and what, what really bothered the heck out of me, folks, is trying to get ready for the twenty three season and what went on in training camp and the exhibition season. And you wonder why the hell we are where we are. It's because of this coaching staff. They did not prepare this team for the 2023 season. 
I defy anybody to tell me I'm wrong. All right, we're going to take a quick time out here. We're going to get back to your phone calls, 312-981-7200. If you didn't hear the final, it was 31-28 in favor of the Broncos over the Bears. The Bears are on 4 14 straight losses. They've given up 25 points or more in all 14 of those games. The Commander's up next on Thursday. Hampton OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Never stop, no matter how hard it gets. Never stop. We're playing for each other. I'm playing for each and every guy in that locker room. They know that I'm going to give them all, and I know I'm going to give get the same thing back from them. So uh, keep going. Don't be discouraged and play every play and every game like you said last. Justin Fields right there talking about his message to the team. Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. 31-28. The Broncos come back and beat the Bears at Soldier Field today. And Jets, time now for the Curveball Bonehead play of the game. It's sponsored by Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at CurveballWhiskey.com. I know we have uh, several choices. Uh, Hamp, you want to start? Yeah, we got a basket full of them. I know which one you're going to pick, OB, but... Uh, you know, the, the the very first fourth and one when they bring Cole Komet in motion, get him behind center, and he's standing up at six foot five. He has no chance of doing anything because he, he's not trained in that. They don't practice it. Why, why even put him in that position? It's nuts. It's a bonehead play. OB? Um, Go on for it. I don't have one. No, you, the fourth and one. You, we, you said that was the bonehead yeah, play. Yeah, the timeout, and then oh, the, the year so far. Khalil Herbert with the, the four carry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, going for it on fourth and one instead of kicking a chip shot field goal. Well, our, our kicker. Yeah. By the way, let me just say this real quick. That was Justin Fields talking, and yeah, yo, we're gonna give her all. We got your back. We got all that, but it was his finest hour. It was his best performance as a Chicago Bear. Coming off of a week, a week where everybody wanted to, you know, run him out of town because he questioned the coach and he said a thing or two they didn't like. All that being said, I've, and I've, you guys know it. You're not a fan. I have been a supporter and I'm thinking we're getting some glimpses. He's just, they gotta say we can't put him in the position where he can make the catastrophe play look routine, which he has over the last year and a half. You know that the strip fumble uh, play, and I know that Matt Ryan, who did a talked really nice about, job, don't yeah. let him turn his back to the line. That's of what scrimmage. I was going to ask you. I mean that that's the kind of situation that but co- he, but even he knows. He call that play, yeah. that, Danny. See, I'm just saying, don't go, take, throw to, that play out. Do yeah. what you just said, okay? What I want to see him do. Let's see you do it against Kansas City. Let's see you do it against Green Bay. How about Washington? Let's see you do it against Detroit. Okay, let's see you do it against those teams. Not against a team that could only score 20 points the prior week and gave up 70. And by the way, we're the home team. And we lose. I disagree with you 100%. A silver lining. I'm looking for it. <laughs> 3 one 2 Well, Keep looking, buddy. <laughs> 16 of 16 breaks the record. 7,200 is the phone number. Uh, Rick, out in California, he has been waiting patiently. Rick, you're on with Hampton OB. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, Ed, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I met you back at the old Palatine Plaza in the Sip and Star ice cream store you used to buy milk at. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, I was curious, what is your observation on your 69 bears that you played on? That uh, unfortunate one to thirteen team versus this team. 
<clears throat> well, so far, uh, you know, with that 69 team, that was a, a, a situation that was absolutely, totally and completely, I've never played on a team like that before in my life. I mean, we won one game out of 13. And we had Hall of Famer, the great Dick Butkus, Hall of Famer, Gail Sayers, and we had some really, really fine football players, but we were not a good coached football team. And I'm going to tell you, when you talk about teams, you know, where do you start building? You start building it with ownership, with front management, and a smart head coach, and offensive and defensive coordinators, and it filters on down to the players. That's how it works. You know, you just don't go from a general manager, oh, and everything's on the players, and the head coach, he's not involved. The offensive quarter player, quarter, uh, quarterback, you know, is not involved. The defensive coordinator's not involved. They're all involved. And you've got to lead the team. You've got to coach him. You've got to get him ready from week to week. And what I could say is we had a problem with our coaching staff, as I think that this team right now, right now, Rick, has a hell of a problem with this coaching staff. I mean, I, I don't see any other way you look at it. But I, if I was to say what's the, what the problem was, it was we had the players. We had the players, but we didn't have the coaches. I don't know if this team has the players, and I know they don't have the coaches. Back to the phones. Let's go out to Jim in Naperville. You're up next here with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, just uh, wanted to make a comment about nobody said anything about defense. I think the defense was really what uh, cost them the game. Well, Jim, Dan did mention that. Well, essentially, and again, that's what I think put Eberflus in a position where he thought, if I get a first down, I can burn the clock, then kick a field goal and walk away a winner. He did not want to kick the field goal and leave two minutes and 45 seconds on the clock for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson to go back down the field and either kick a field goal to tie or score because we had given up 24 straight points unanswered. So when the offense went to, you know, out of commission, the defense started giving up everything. And then don't forget, don't forget that scoop and score. That was yeah. also, you know, that was the offense that gave that touchdown up. So, yeah, the defense, hey, trust me, the defense, it wasn't its greatest day for by any stretch. We Oh, by the way, we got a sack, thanks to Jack Sanborn. Yeah. And so now we have two after four games. Two. Two. A total of two after four games. And there was a lot of money spent on that defensive line and also in the linebacking court. We spent $90 million on two linebackers that I think have played invisible for four weeks. All right, back to the phones. Let's go to uh, Mark out in Broadview. Mark, you're on with Happen OB. Go right ahead. Okay, guys. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. Double barrel right here. you got Claypool and it's this bum... This bum Claypool, and it's like he doesn't do nothing, okay? And he's shooting his mouth off. Cut this guy. Get rid of him. And the field doesn't do anything. And yet, you know, this whole team is the most of the midway. That's what they are. 
All right, I am thank so you. sick of watching this. Yeah, right, we are thank too. You. And yeah. you're, but, you know, but don't before you throw uh, Justin Fields out the window with the bathwater. Remember, he was the number one uh, uh, quarterback in NFL this week, through for the most yardage. Yep, he was right. number one. All right, let's uh, sneak in. Made some those more. two critical mistakes. Yes, yes, I know we lost. <laughs> Sneaking a couple before we have to get out out of here. Uh, Bob Who up in Wisconsin. Bob, oh, go hey, ahead, guys. Hello? Come on in. We interrupted your conversation. Go right ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just agreeing with Obi. You know, I mean, thank you for taking my call, and thank you for being there after these 14-0 games. I mean, or 0-14, my God. It's just, it's nerve-wracking. But the last time I called was we had the Lovey Smith syndrome where you got a quarterback that's not being allowed to develop but nurturing from somebody who's been there. And we are throwing this kid out there. He's been running for his life for how long? And now we see him play, and everybody is still against him. It's coaching, coaching, coaching. Bob. And I love you guys. All right, Bob. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. You're not going to get an argument from this table or from Dan either. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's, it's all about coaching. It truly is, uh, and and I, for the life of me, I cannot figure out what these guys are trying to do. I, I really I really can't. You know, on third down, first down, third down. There's plays where we should be attacking downfield. There's plays where we should be. I mean, there's so many things that we should be doing. That, as a matter of fact, today was the first time I've seen it. We actually throwing the ball over twenty yards. And I'm going to tell you what, what do we have to do next week? we got to keep trying to go forward and get better and get better and better because they are not going to fire Eberflus. They are not going to fire any of the position coaches or the coordinators. We're going to have to go through all the rest of the games with this entire outfit. But I'll tell you what, if this keeps going and going, the McCaskies got to worry about losing the Chicago Bear fans who are the greatest. By the way, there were seven passes today that were over 20 yards. Yep, and and I'll just tell you this. Again, How hard is it to do that? Yeah, not you know, very. And again, look who we were throwing at, right? A team that gave up 70 last week. But all that being said, those are the type of initiatives we need to continue to push on offense. And... Justin Fields, Matt Ryan, uh, and I'm just telling you, he watches, you know, he does games every week. He was impressed with the combination of the game plan and Justin Fields for the first 40 minutes of the game. No one could complain or, or, or pick at it. Unfortunately, we, we kind of, you know, Yes, failed to can, make adjustments. Dan. We failed to make adjustments, and they shut us down. And they went on a run, and scored twenty four unanswered. We lose, but there's a silver lining. Hopefully, we will see it Thursday night when we needed him to connect on two passes. Yep, he failed at the end towards the end of the game. He failed miserably. I mean, he didn't even come within the same area code of those receivers, and one of them was an interception. And one of them landed in the stands. You can't have that. You've got to play 60 minutes of football. Period. 31-28 was the final score. The Broncos over the Bears. And by the way, you know we're talking about the first few minutes. 
Uh, Justin Fields actually tied a team record here. He completed his first 16 passes. That uh, ties Shane Matthews way back in 2000 uh, for the team record there. Again, you know, it's in a loss. No big deal, but just pointing it out. I took the words out of your mouth. I'll give you the same answer. We lost. But, but what did I talk about in the pregame? Confidence is earned. Unfortunately, he was not put in a position where he could build his confidence in preseason. And now we're in the midst of the war and we're looking for silver linings. We saw some today. I'm just telling you. And those 16 completions, they weren't checkdowns. They weren't a bunch of, you know, screen pass dump offs or speed screens. They were throwing down the field and that is the way you get better. Hopefully we'll find an answer. When he had to step up to the plate. I got it's it. All I great got it. Quarterbacks do step up, and you got to make things happen. I got Everything's it. not going to be roses and peaches and four quarters of football. And when you're that quarterback, you're that man. You got to make those plays. You've got to make them. Up next will be the Commanders in Washington D.C. That's Thursday night. We'll be on there with you at six that evening, six to seven for the pregame, and we'll join you afterwards. The Commanders lost in overtime today to the Philadelphia Eagles. They gave them a game though, thirty-four, thirty-one was the final.